What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I'm going to take Dr. Artis on a roller coaster today. Uh, and we're all going to end up a big old pile of damn bones. So we're going to talk about the spinal cord today. Hopefully in great detail because he is the chiropractor. So he should know everything about that and what misalignments of certain ones should actually mean to us and what kind of things they can cause so that we aren't misled by MDs who have absolutely no regard for th- such things because they're too busy peddling. The latest script, you know how Alex Jones, you know, tries to sell dick pills? That's how your MD operates as well. So I'm just saying, just so you know, because it's the facts. They're just like these Patriot channels. Except they don't have to be patriotic first, at least in, in order to get your attention, right? And then also we're going to talk a little bit about anthropologist, the most dangerous anthropologist in the world. Mr. Robert Sepper's book, 1666, Redemption Through Sin. And I'm going to read a little bit of it, bit of it to the good doctor today. And it's going to be a wild ride. You're going to enjoy this one. So stick around, stay tuned, do all those other things that other people regurgitate like parrots all the time, because I'm not like that. I don't understand. You, you, you know what? Pop culture has never been my thing. And the more popular something is, the less I seem to want to be a part of it. Like when Metallica got too big in high school around the people that, you know, lived in my town, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I went on to listen to Operation Ivy and Rancid, and I was good with that. I didn't need to listen to what everybody else likes, so I have to question it, reanalyze it, and stuff like that, and see, well, is it really special, or is it just being promoted everywhere, because how you advertise and market something is how big it gets, and then you can inflate numbers, too, like they do on YouTube when they want to promote something, they just say, oh, well, it just makes sense that you'd have an extra 10,000 subscribers today as you did yesterday, because that's just how we roll. And, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just adjust your view count to make it look like people are watching so that people actually do start watching. And then we'll create our, our heroes and our influencers out of artificial means and then push them upon the, the, the good people of the world who are unsuspecting of this type of thing. And then you'll think that, wow, this many people, you know, support or trust this person. So therefore, you're doing this subconsciously, of course. I'm going to trust this person as well. Stu Beers. <clears throat> Sorry. Got a little something stuck in my throat there, Alex Jones. But yeah, we're going to get into this with Dr. Artis here real soon. He should be on in a minute or two, and it should be a fun time. I'm going to take him on a boat coaster of love. Except we're not going to be like the of love part. It would just be like platonic friendship. Don't Don't get any ideas, okay? 
we're all just men here, okay? I've had a very long weekend. It was it was the same amount of days as everybody else's, but starting Friday, I was doing farmers markets, late night farmers markets, like one of them was seven to eleven or something like that, and then I did um, a two six to tens the last uh, two days. I didn't even put a tie on today because, urgh, just because could be comfortable today. We got a lot to talk about. I feel a little stuffy when I'm wearing that thing. So apparently this is what happened, all right? So Dr. Artis had asked to be on an extra hour later today because he was uh, doing something. And now I realize what that something was. He has been working, suing three hospitals in Fresno over the remdesivir protocols. So he actually has attorneys at his home right now discussing stuff and things. I love the fact that he actually does real stuff instead of just barking and you know not actually doing anything not actually putting his neck out like he actually does that stuff like there's a lot of people out there that don't do anything but have an awful lot of opinions you understand what i'm saying or they have but and a lot of means to to actually make change in the world but they'd rather keep gathering and sucking the money out of your pockets through these you know fear tactics buy this dehydrated food get this solar powered flashlight which is the oldest pollock joke on the planet you know, solar-powered flashlight. You get what I get? What I mean here? Um, and they just don't really care because they're just personalities. They're just entertainers. But you take it seriously, and that's your fault, not theirs. Is the way they look at it. This guy is a real man doing real things to actually affect change and save lives. Don't ever apologize for anything like that. I am more than happy to wait for you. I know what you're doing, and what you're doing is helping people. You're, you're helping save lives. All right, so welcome to the Ballbusters broadcast. I'm the host who knows stuff, Daniel Christos. Today marks another awesome chapter in Dose of Reality Mondays with Dr. Brian Artis. Dr. Artis, welcome, sir. Daniel, it's great to see you, buddy. How are you? Very good, very good. Now, I just have a, a quick uh, question for you. Are you ready? Because I think today I want to take you on a little bit of a roller coaster. I'm ready, brother. All right. May I read a little bit of a book to you? Sure. Awesome. Now, this is called, and I'm going to put it up on the screen here. Let me do a share. Oop. As long as it's not the Book of Mormon or something. You know. No, no, I think you've had enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me just do it like that. That looks good to me. Okay, so this is called... 1666, Redemption Through Sin, Global Conspiracy in History, Religion, Politics, and Finance by anthropologist Robert Sepper. All right, now this is just the introduction, and then I'm going to read a little bit of the chapter two about... Is there any irony to the 1666 year on this thing? Oh, of course. That's when they, yeah, that was the Messiah thing, and that's when he decided um, he was the prophet. That's the Sabbatai Zevi that we're talking about here. So, most people have heard of Jesus Christ, considered by Christian followers to be the Messiah who lived over 2,000 years ago, but very few people have ever heard of Sabbatai Zevi. And some people, some people pronounce it Shabbatai Zvi or whatever, but it is what it is, who declared himself to be the Messiah in 1666. He amassed a following of over, what I just lost myself, one million believers, half of the world's Jewish population during the 17th century by proclaiming that redemption was available through acts of sin. Doctrine of inversion is what they're referring to there. Considered a heretic by many of his contemporary rabbis, nonetheless, his fame extended far and wide. Sabbatai's adherents planned to abolish many of the ritualistic observances because, according to the Talmud, in the Messianic time, there would no longer 
be holy obligations. And what's funny about that is he also discarded the Talmud and made a lot of other people mad as well. Fasting days became days of feasting and rejoicing. Sexual promiscuity, adultery, incest, and religious orgies were encouraged and practiced by Sabbateans. After Sabbatai's death in 1676, only 10 years after he proclaimed he was the Messiah, his philosophy would be continued and expanded on by his Kabbalist successor, Jacob Frank. Frankism, a religious movement of the 18th and 19th centuries, centered on the leadership of the Messiah claimant, Jacob Frank. He, like Zevi, would perform strange acts that violated traditional religious taboos, such as eating fats that were forbidden by Jewish dietary laws, ritual sacrifice, promoting orgies, and sexual immorality. Jacob Frank would eventually enter into an alliance formed by Adam Weisopt and Meyer Anshel Rothschild called the Order of the Illuminati. The objectives of this organization was to undermine the world's religion and power structures in an effort to usher in a utopian era of global communism covertly ruled by their hidden hand, the New World Order. Using secret societies such as the Freemasons, their agenda has played itself out over the centuries, staying true to the script. Opposition is handled by a near total control of the world's media, academic opinion leaders, politi uh, politicians, and finance. They should put medical in there too. While still considered a conspiracy theory to many, more people are waking up each day to the rea reality that uh, this is not just a theory, but a true conspiracy. Now, do you have any comments before I head over to chapter two? No, I'd just love talk. It all. all right. So, I do have one question though. When was this yes. book written? What's the copyright of this book? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I don't happen. Right here. Click the copyright page. Nope. Yeah, where's that? Copyright right. page. Boom. Uh, 2015. Okay, just checking. Thanks. All right. Yeah. All right. So Jacob Frank. In Jerry Rabo's book, The Untold Life Stories of 50 Jewish Messiahs, he describes Jacob Frank's philosophy. Although Jacob Frank was born 50 years after the death of Sabbatai Zevi, he deserves to be regarded as Sabbatai's true successor. He extended the paradoxical teachings of Zevi that the coming of the Messiah, Messianic age had transformed sexual prohibitions of the Bible into permissions and even obligations. Mm -hmm. According to Frank, engaging in sexual orgies became the means to purify the soul from its sins. Debauchery became therapy. Frank convinced his followers that the only way for their special form of Judaism, Judaism to survive was for them to outwardly become Christians, just as the Dhanma had descended into the world of Islam. Huh. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing. They also go into further detail about uh, drinking blood and eating of children's flesh and things like that as you go on and reading this stuff. And does that not sound an awful lot like the elites that we talk about an awful lot? You know, I mean, it seems like... It actually fits the entire narrative that we've discussed, yes. Exactly, to a T, right? And I, I find that... The narrative of the Committee of 300, who back in the 60s said, uh, I mean, it's been around for hundreds of years, but they state yeah. in their writings that they're going to infiltrate all the leadership of the Christian large organizations or uh, Christian denominations. And they're going to put leaders in there, such as Billy Graham and other ones, <laughs> to lead those movements and lead people astray, actually, which is pretty, uh, pretty very telling. They want okay. to look and assume they are Christians so that the Christians in their own right will believe that they are a part of their group when in fact they're there to sabotage it and destroy it. 
Okay, so I just sent you my email address. If you want to send me an email, I can send you that entire PDF book if you want to read it because it's actually kind of short. It's a really fast read. It's very interesting. It gets into the skull and bones, talks about the um, the Templars, and it gives you a, a, like a piece of the puzzle that a lot of people don't really talk about. And it seems like it's such an in integral part. I think that's probably the reason why it's left out. Um, they say a lot of people left Zevi because he turned to Islam because he was basically told if you don't, you'll die. Um, they'll chop off your head by the uh, by the Ottomans. And he said, or Turkish, whatever, that is Ottoman though. Uh, he said, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Islam. <laughs> so after proclaiming himself the Messiah, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to change religion. So some of them did do the same thing because they adopted the idea that you just have to be covert about it now. So that's where the Donma came out and they are horrible. They are like extremists to the extreme. You know, they're the, the type of practices that you hear through all throughout, like, you know, the whisperings of like the Rothschilds and the elites, it's all you could, you could just describe it as the the frankist movement and those frankist move that frankist movement turned into the jacobins turned into the bolsheviks i mean this is what's happening right now in plain day you know and less and less hidden every day it seems like they're more and more blatant about it yeah i would love to uh, read that book or read that entire uh that entire script that would be great yeah i love that kind of stuff cool it just helps to solidify that uh for me anyway, if you can have references back to documents, books that were published centuries ago, uh, they, if you don't acknowledge or review history, remember, we're doomed to repeat it. So if you're not willing to look back in history and then see if you can put together the pieces of what's gotten us to this point of complete stripping of all liberties, freedoms that God gave us, free agency, the greatest of all of his gifts, I believe, to us. And uh, now people are wanting to strip that from you and take that away from you. Even your right to have a job or have your children, unless you vaccinate them. I mean, come on. How more that's, that's a scary more thing right there. Yeah. How much more evil can you be? Yeah. And you know, it's funny that you bring it up. Cause that, that made me think of the Jesuits that you also talk about. And, you know, I basically started my channel talking about the Jesuits Did and you? the Muranos, the crypto Jews, they actually talk about that in that book too. They were the ones who basically, you know, that's what Ignatius of Loyola was. And, the the influence of Ignatius was what Isaac Luria took and wrote the Lurian Bible, or the Lurian Kabbalah with, which inspired Sabbatai Zevi to claim that he was the Messiah in the first place. So this is all tied back into the same stuff. And that's why I think a lot of people, when they say, oh, it's the Jews, I'm like, can you be a little bit more specific? Because if you say Frankist, you're not insulting anybody. You know what I mean? And you're not, and you're not, you're not dragging people in who are innocent in this whole thing because they are horrible to the unwealthy Jews. The Jews that are on the tip top that are either fake or real, whatever, I'm not gonna go down that road and try to explain which ones are which, but everybody's using certain things that they know they can manipulate people through religion in order to base their claims on. So whatever is real and what they actually believe is kind of insignificant at that point. What is, what is significant is that you don't try to lump people in the same category when they are completely innocent of it and also victims themselves because they have no problem purging many, many of their just to make a point in history to then manipulate people further like you know the Holocaust and things like that. Where if you really want to get into it, you can actually find that the Red Cross had something to do with a lot of people's deaths because they were vaccinating people for typhus. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, the Red Cross is absolutely implicit in a lot of this entire global agenda it's pretty disgusting yeah 
So I thought that would be interesting for you because I think that would probably go along really well with the 300 that you're talking about. And, you know, just I know that you like to read and you, you seem to read faster than Stephen King can type. So <laughs> that, that's I'm pretty amazing. Very, very fast, actually. It's really funny. I was on that. I was on it. Uh, let's see what's in here. Uh, yeah, right. So I had this book sitting out here. I put some things on a plane ride with me the other day. It's like, I was only on there for an hour. But this is a book I was told I should read. This one. The New World Religion by Gary Kaw. Okay. From 1999. So I was reading this and I got to page 77 in like, I don't know, an hour. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, what are you reading? All these people are like, what are you reading over there? I was sitting in fr first class. We got upgraded, me and my 10 year old boy, when I went to this event. But to all the people in first class and the flight attendants were curious about what I was reading. <laughs> I was like, really? I'm, I'm reading a book <laughs> called The New World Religion. You know that they're trying to do a world world global takeover this was actually copyrighted in uh, 1999 is when this was printed so 1666 upside down that's kind of funny doctrine of inversion <laughs> yeah, you aren't kidding right oh my gosh you mean lying and uh i thought I, that's you know it's actually kind of neat about that too is uh did they talk about secular humanism in that is that is that the one world religion where man is god because uh, like, yes, they, they actually got into this that it all started in the 1820s with Joseph Smith and the Mormon Church. I'm not oh kidding. Boy. That's where it starts. <laughs> I, saw the story I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Then it gets into this lady. I'm sure you know about her. Oh, yeah. And I love asking. Do you know that she's actually of Ukrainian royalty? Uh, no, but I believe you. I, I, <laughs> I just recently learned her name about two weeks ago, and now I'm diving into her old history, too. It's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. The secret teaching, yeah, she has a lot of uh, the secret doctrine, I think it's called, or something like that. There's a lot of interesting books that she did. Um, so she was supposedly very influ influential in trying to create this new age, new world religious. Um, yeah, Ru Rudolf Steiner actually was one of her uh, contemporaries, I guess you could say, or something like that. And uh, there's a lot of good qualities of that man when he spoke out against medical, you know, and where where was, everything was headed. I mean, there's a lot, lot to be taken from that, but uh, also in, a, in addition to that, there's also the whole secular humanism aspects of it and the root race thing that kind of makes it a little bit blurry, you know? For sure, man, for sure. Yeah. Well, can you do a screen share? Ready? You got to see this, man, because it's pretty trippy. You see yeah. it? Yep. Okay, y'all see that? <laughs> yes. How okay. genetic engineering will change us in the next century what year was that put out <laughs> i want you to read the top left date up there buddy all right let me go ahead and get this full screen so i can read it uh january is it 11th january 11th i can't read the rest it's too blurry. 1999 oh boy <laughs> yeah, 1999 special issue this is the future of medicine how genetic engineering will change us in this next century time magazine now for all those watching at home uh, in watching this, you'll see it's the DNA, right? The double helix DNA is what they're showing. But Daniel, what do the people who control mainstream media, including Time Magazine, what did half of the DNA strand that is human that they are printing these papers for, magazines for, what does half of our DNA turn into on this image? A snake. Half of our DNA turns into a reptilian snake. Okay. So it actually graphically shows it that this is the attempt in the future to change our genetics, which would be to intertwine it, mix it with snake DNA. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's the and future of medicine. And look at the date, January 11th. You don't think 111 is significant to the people that publish this? I mean, 111, 333, 
666. There is something to that, guys, because take a look at this. He was just saying the 111. That might have some significance, right? Well, let's take a look at the letter. The sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet also corresponds with the number six. It is called Vav and has the sound of V, as in vine. In modern Hebrew, the letter Vav can appear in three forms. The book print has a little tail on the top. Manual print has a little bit shorter of a tail. And cursive is just a straight bar, kind of like a one. So when you have one, 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 what you're representing there is six, six, six. So you can see things represented in certain ways right in front of your face, especially in corporate logos and not even ever notice it, like the monster. So if you will look here, and we'll just dance back and forth here. What does this look like? And what does that look like? See how it has the tail on the front? That's a six, six, six written in Hebrew on the monster energy drink. Okay? Right in front of your face, and you don't even notice it. <laughs> January 11th, 1999. 99. Anyway. Just wanted you guys to see that, that uh, this is what you're up against. These people work in 50 to 100 interval years of planning. They have plans to establish 50 years from now, 100 years from now, and this is how they work, which is much longer than how we typically work. Yeah, and that's the staff of Asapolis. I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's not the uh, Rod of Hermes or whatever you want to call it, the, um, the Caduceus. It's actually the other one because it's only the one – the, the, you see the stick in the center without the, the wings of Mercury on it. So that's the one that they manipulate. But apparently one's supposed to be positive and the other one's negative, I guess. Uh, apparently Mercury or Hermes was also the merchant god who was the mischief maker. Kind of like a Loki character. Yeah. All right. So well, then... Isn't that amazing? You said 1999 earlier. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Just throw it up there and let you see what they published January 11th. One. One one of nineteen ninety nine. It's pretty pretty ironic. That is very interesting. I also have a couple other things I wanted to share with you because you are the man, the myth, and the legend when it comes to things like the vertebrae. Um, maybe we could go down the road of looking at certain things that would misalignments would cause. Uh, what kind of ailments they would cause so that, you know, I was just listening to Jen. I would love to have Jennifer Taylor on to help her promote whatever she's doing too, because she oh, okay. seems like she's very knowledgeable and very, very cool. And, um, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the, cool. At the Atlas vertebrae. I know that's a big deal when it comes to SIDS and things like that. We've discussed that before, no, but I mean, there's, I have lower lumbar issues. I'm not really sure if that's the reason why I sometimes get sciatica or not. But, um, when we're looking at, certain types of ailments that chiropractor and you know you're talking about the the nervous system so those things branch out everywhere it could manifest itself in so many different ways i have a couple um images i could put up that i think are pretty decent of the spinal cord if you'd like me to do that well show me if what you want to see all right let's see we have we have the uh the atlas on top and then the axis underneath it and that's what forms the base of your you know, holding your skull, or that's why they call it the atlas, because that's, as Jennifer Taylor said, that's your whole rolled up on top there. 
And Atlas, if you remember mythology, it was his burden to hold, carry the world on his shoulders. These are all in, in different categories. Like they're, they're highlighted in red, yellow, and green. So it goes the top area. The first seven bones of the neck are called cervical. The next 12, which is where your ribs attach, is called the thoracic. And then your lower lumbar vertebrae, the last five, or that's the lumbar, the last five, your low back. And then okay. you have the very last one is called your sacrum. Okay, your sacrum. Gotcha. So if you had, let's say, like, what what are some of the common maladies that you would find when people have some kind of issue with, you know, XYZ, whatever type of vertebrae? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually share my screen again. You ready? I used to do this with patients every every day, actually, in my practice. So here we go. I'm going to show you a chart. Right. You, did, you put up a great chart of just showing the, the graph that is uh, the spine. Let me know if you can see this. Can you see it? There it is. All right. So as long as your audience can see it, make it as big yep. as you can. All right. So as you see, you'll see the atlas is the first bone, like you mentioned, Dr. Jennifer, Jennifer Taylor educated our audiences on its mm -hmm. impact on helping to relieve pressure on the brain by adjusting or moving that bone in its correct alignment. So you'll see the highlighted blue area. That's called the cervical spine. There's seven bones. You'll see them listed to the right of the bone structure, C1 through C7. Okay. Now, to acclimate people to this, the cervical spine, you'll see the next column next to C1 through C7, it lists the areas and parts of the body that the nerves that go through that part of the spine control. So your brain sits up inside of your skull, and then there's like this uh, extension cord called the spinal cord that goes through your spine all the way down this whole long thing on the screen. But in the cervical spine area, the nerves that come from the spinal cord that are an extension of your brain actually, those nerves that come from those areas of your neck control all of those areas in the middle column, the areas and the body parts, which includes blood supply to the head, pituitary gland, scalp, bones of the face, uh, inner ears, uh, brain, your nervous system, eyes, optic nerves, your auditory nerves, which are your hearing nerves, your tongue, your forehead, cheeks, face, bones, teeth, the facial nerve, which is what you see with Bell's palsy is affected when they're out of alignment. Mm -hmm. Your nose, lips are controlled. You station tube, that's what's connected to your ears to drain infections. Your vocal cords, your pharynx, your neck muscles, shoulders, thyroid gland even. This, these are all the areas, some of them, that are controlled by those seven vertebrae. Now, if any of the seven cervical vertebrae, which are the blue area, the neck bones, are out of alignment, you will actually have compression on the nerve that goes to the areas of the body in the middle column. And then to the far right are the possible symptoms that will occur a patient will experience as a result simply of one of the seven bones in your neck not in the correct alignment. So in chiropractic world, they call that subluxation. That's pretty funny. I haven't said that word in a long time. Subluxation <laughs> is a slight misalignment of a bone in the body, in the spinal column, that causes any of these symptoms you see on the right-hand side. So if the atlas is out of alignment, C1. You can yep. see headaches, insomnia, head colds, high blood pressure, migraine headaches is probably the most common one I've ever seen with a misaligned, yep, chronic fatigue, dizziness, vertigo issues. And you'll see the list there. So this is just a great reference, a simple chart you can look at. Uh, you'll see C3 controls the cheeks. You can see neuralgia. You can see eczema, acne could actually be there as a result. So Larry, if, if you're an MD, I don't mean to interrupt you, but if you're an MD and all you're doing is, is uh, mitigating and managing symptoms, 
you're going to miss all of this because you're just focusing on the end result. You're not actually going to the source of the issue. And that would just be a whole lot of money for them, a whole lot of selling of products basically to that, to, to you. And the root cause would never be even, uh, you know, encountered or, uh, or, or, or corrected. That's very true. So if you look at the thoracic spine, I'll, I don't want to go through all of these, but the right, of thoracic course spine, T1 through T12, everyone should know. How many of you know someone who struggles with asthma and actually carries an inhaler around with them everywhere they go? Children. My wife. Adults. Yeah, your wife. Look at T1 through T2 and look at the far right. As a reaction of those simple bones being slightly out of alignment, they press on the nerves that control the heart, diaphragm, and your lungs. And look at the possible symptoms you'll have as a result. Asthma, cough, difficulty breathing, shortness of breath. I just want you to know, Daniel, I have had individuals go into asthma attacks in front of me in parking lots, in stores, at my office. All I had to do was adjust T1 or T2. This is not a joke. And their asthma attack would stop immediately. Immediately. And that's wow. it happens all the time. So this is a, another example uh, how many people have their gallbladders removed? Look at T4, the My fourth aunt. vertebrae in your nerve controls gallbladder function. And if they're telling you your gallbladder's not working, did your did your uh, primary care doctor look at you and say you've got kidney stones or stagnant bile? Maybe uh, maybe you should get it adjusted by a chiropractor, or do they just say we need to cut out your gallbladder? Yeah, the latter. And I also noticed that shingles is one of the things that pops up here. Jaundice and shingles, if your gallbladder is has having issues. Absolutely right. If you look at the lumbar spine, this is primary your intestines and reproductive organs. I cannot tell you how many people deal with enuresis, which is bedwetting children. How many deal with infertility, PCOS, horrible menstrual cycles uh, oh, that all are improved by simply adjusting their low back and finding out which parts of their lumbar spine are out of alignment. And you'll see all those listed there, bladder infections, uh, leg cramps, poor circulation, sciatica, obviously. These are some of the big ones. Uh, but uh, this is an example of a chart you can look up to see, is there possibly a correlation to areas of your spine and uh, what you see on the right? I will also throw this out. This is a great reference for you to look at. Then there's a great book called Feelings Buried Alive, Never Die by Carol Truman. I like the title. Yeah, feelings buried alive never die. And she actually correlates every aspect of your spine, all of your symptoms you see on the third column there. In her book, she can actually list the top five emotional burdens you're carrying that are indicative of the symptoms you're carrying. For example, lumbar pain or low back pain in her book, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. She says the number one most common cause emotionally for lumbar back pain. Low back this is pain. what I have constantly. That's why I'm always adjusting when I'm sitting talking to you. Yep. Yep. Number one, she says, is financial stress or worry about finances. <laughs> Funny. Yep. So It's been a rough month. There have been twice in my life where I had three months to four months of really severe back pain. It just so happened to be both periods were exactly the same time period where I was selling my practice and moving to another state or transitioning out of retirement like I did here, right? Mm -hmm. So it was just the worries of, negotiations, the worries of what's next to come, you know, that kind of stuff around financially business stuff. Those were the only two periods where I had nonstop chronic low back pain. And it was related to emotional stress at the time surrounding financial decisions, just as an example. So 
Uh, these are just examples of things I've used for years to help me look for the underlying cause of symptoms, addressing the underlying cause. You might as well go to the body as a whole, starting with your spine and the brain, as you learned with that interview with Jennifer Taylor. Great reference. So, so let me ask you this real quick. Fact or fiction, is this a myth when you are pregnant or think you might be? Is that the time to stop being adjusted and having chiropractic help? Or is that completely uh, a lie that is completely by the a MDs? Myth. In fact, it is a total lie, total myth. People who are actually pregnant, they have a hormone called relaxin that actually makes their ligaments stretch longer. Here, I'll actually get off of this sharing screen here. Um, so we can just talk. Stop okay. sharing. So, <laughs> so there's a hormone called relaxin. When you become pregnant, it's actually making your ligaments. Ligaments are little pieces of cartilage that hold two bones together. Well, in your pelvis, in your pelvis, you have your pubic bone up front. You've got your sacrum in the back that connects to your hip bones. All of those have to separate in preparation for your baby to come through the vaginal canal, birth canal. Those have to actually separate. All those bones do. So the ligaments have to become more elastic, like elastic, so they can expand to allow the baby to come through. So during your pregnancy, your ligaments are becoming more elastic than plastic as they were before. So your ability to go in and out of alignment is exacerbated. Pregnant uh. women should be adjusted as the pregnancy goes more often than in the beginning. And it is so vitally important, I believe, that you're adjusted monthly in the first two trimesters, and then in that third trimester, move into a weekly schedule uh, and keep your pelvis and low back in alignment as much as possible. It also assists that when you adjust the pelvis, the pelvis is where your uterus is anchored to. So if your sacrum is out of alignment, your pelvis is out of alignment, your uterus will actually be rotated one way or the other. This leads to very, very, very many breached babies. And I oh, can't tell how many babies wouldn't flip head down until we adjusted their pelvis. And then within that day, the baby would rotate on its own and be ready to be delivered versus a C-section they had been told they had to have. So yes, cord wrapped around and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. In fact, I, I'll go as far as this. A pregnant woman should be adjusted more than anybody else. I, I think monthly for the first two trimesters and once a week in the final. You can get more adjusted more often, obviously, uh, if you want to. Is it necessary for all? No. But the moment the baby's born, there's no more traumatic event for that thing than when it squeezed out of your vaginal canal or was pulled out with forceps or vacuum extraction or UC section. You need to have that baby adjusted ASAP. Yes. Adjusted. I adjusted all of my last three kids within five minutes of them being born. The first time I had a chiropractor in the room to adjust them as soon as they came out. So uh, this is an extremely vital, important time so to protect from SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. They all have one thing in common. The atlas is misaligned forward under their skull, pressing oh. on the part of their central nervous system brainstem that controls breathing. So that's an example. Right. This misshapen head you see in babies wearing uh, helmets. You don't need helmets for 99% of these kids. You can just adjust their cranial bones with a chiropractor or osteopath. And it so takes not just the spinal column, not just the vertebrae, but you can do an adjustment on the plates. Absolutely. I've done it a bunch of times. Yeah. Amazing. It's very easy. You just like, I mean, they're not attached to each other yet. They haven't like molded to each other. In fact, when the baby comes out of the vaginal canal, all Soft. of the bones in the skull, the skull actually collapse over each other to shrink the head size to come out. And then when you come out, you have a blowout where they all set themselves in position and then start to pump. It's called mm -hmm. the circadian rhythm to pump 
cerebral spinal fluid down the brainstem through the atlas into your spinal cord. All that happens as a result of a normal birthing process. When you skip that C-section wise, they don't go through the birth canal and don't have that cranial blowout as they call it. If you're not experiencing that, if you're using forceps and vacuum extraction, you'll, you'll have problems that can persist with those children. You'll see asthma, double ear infections. You'll see all kinds of problems as a result. My, 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 uh, cousin had double ear infections all the time, a little bit of anxiety and all that stuff too. Yep. Uh, so what do you think the, the reasoning for that, uh, is it just an isolation tactic so the MDs take full control over your pregnancy? Do you think that's the reason why they tell you and scare you to not go to a chiropractor during your pregnancy because yeah, they want to control actually, it? Yeah, they're actually told, uh, primarily medical doctors are told in med schools that you shouldn't actually encourage people to get chiropractic. That should be a last resort because it's dangerous and can cause strokes. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you'll hear. So I'm just going to, let's, let's do some screen share real quick. Shall we? Can we do it again? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right, so let's okay. just educate people here. I love educating and share screen. Great. We're going to share screen. Might as well bring some reality here. Shall we? Shall we? Yes, we shall. <laughs> Yes, we shall. All right. So, what do I want to pull up here? Now, I'm looking at that. Well, I was looking at that diagram, and those those look like very tiny vertebrae that you're trying to find. Like, do you do like a finger count as you're going down the back? To, how do you how do you know which one you're actually adjusting? And do you just feel the one that's sticking up a little bit more, or because it could be pushed in too? I mean, like, how do you how do you make those adjustments? It seems like it'd be very uh, like playing a piano almost. It's very uh, delicate process. <laughs> It is. We spent three and a half years learning how to feel with our hands. They call it palpation, right? Feeling with your hands where the bones are aligned or misaligned and then how to actually move just one segment or two segments at a time or three segments at a time. And there's a varied amount each school. There's about 14 different 12 to 14 different chiropractic schools around the country. They educate on different techniques. I went to Parker College in Dallas, which is now Parker University but they actually certify chiropractors before they graduate in seven different techniques to adjust every bone in the body. So I had to learn a lot. It was actually the only school at the time when I graduated in 2004 that taught more than one chiropractic technique. All the other ones only taught one that they preferred over all others. So on the screen, just, you know, the chiropractors learn how to do it. Some people learn how to adjust themselves actually you ever seen people like adjust their necks by themselves when they're walking around or oh, yeah yeah off their back or rotate their back they, they figure out how to do it on their own but typically when you are adjusting yourself or moving bones in your body you actually are most often moving the bones above and below the areas that are actually out of alignment called subluxated those are fixed they're not moving unless you physically move them with your hands so yeah you need a lot of pressure you couldn't do that unless you're from behind you yeah so chiropractic is really the art of, it's actually chiropractic means healing with hands. So you use your hands to make those adjustments. So on the screen, I want to just show something. This is actually called Pharma Death Clock. <laughs> it's online, pharmadeathclock.com. All right, so it's called the Pharma Death Clock. This is the total deaths since January 1st, 2000. I, for the first time, showed this two weeks ago to a group of people in Yuba City, California, when I was asked to come out there and speak. So chemotherapy. In the last 22 years, has killed 22,585,379 Americans. <laughs> 22 million. That's in the last 22 years. Last 22 years. Iatrogenic deaths, 
17 million seven hundred five thousand. Let me just tell you what that is. That's twenty two years now. This Clay is what my doctors. Iatrogenic means induced inadvertently by a physician or surgeon or by medical treatment or diagnostic procedures. Yeah, in the book um, "Murder by Injection" by Eustace Mullins, he he equates it to a plague brought on by medical intervention. Absolutely, you'll see here deaths from hospital errors nine million, drug-related TB four million, bed sores two and a half million, hospital malnutrition two and a half million. Absolutely. Hospital malnutrition. So while you're in the care of a doctor, they're killing you with malnutrition. Yep, they're not giving you any GI foods through a tube or feeding you at all. Wow. And this is a big deal during COVID also. Adverse drug reactions, 2.4 million have died for that reason. Uh, really? SSRIs, SSRIs, you'll see at the bottom, are uh, Prozac, Zoloft. These are serotonin reuptake inhibitors, 903,000. Now look at medical error. This is medical doctors doing something wrong. 2.2 million in <laughs> 22 years. All right, I have to see that. Psychiatric drugs. Deaths in Western countries since January 1st, 2000, 11,292,000. Are you seeing that? Yes. Chemotherapy in the United Kingdom alone, 338,000. Do you know how many people have died from chiropractic adjustments? Uh, is it five, maybe? They don't even have it listed as a cause of death by any health professional. So I actually don't know anyone who's died from a chiropractic adjustment, although it is spoken to medical doctors in chiropractic and medical schools not to trust chiropractic. Do not refer your patients to chiropractic. It's dangerous. It can cause strokes when they adjust the neck. This is what they're told. You can actually dissect the carotid artery and these people will bleed out to death and stroke Wow! as a result. That's the threat of chiropractic. So I just want you to know that uh, John Hopkins figured out in 2016 that uh, it's on here. Let's see if I have it on. This is amazing. Cholesterol hoax. I want to see if I have this uh, chart in here. Yeah, the cholesterol hoax is a big one too because that's the myelin. Again, radar on the nerves that uh, gets affected and so does the brain. Absolutely. You were right. All right. Anyway, I won't show that because it's not in this presentation. I have a billion presentations in here, but uh, we'll get off of this one. Anyway, mm -hmm. I just wanted you to see that uh, there are medical doctor errors that we are keeping track of. Oh, yeah. John Hopkins in 2016. I'm going to open Yuba City's presentation. I might as well just show your audience. Ready? Cool. They need to see this. I'm going to show this because y'all need to see it. In 2016, John Hopkins Medicine Medical School and Hospital did a study and you'll see it highlighted there. Studies suggest that medical errors are now the third leading cause of death in the United States. You'll see the date down there. This is the press release, May 3rd, 2016. This is what they found. They found that, you see the highlighted blue part at the bottom. John yeah. Hopkins patient safety experts have calculated that more than 250,000 deaths every year are due to medical error in the U.S. Cancer and heart disease are usually one or two. And then number three is now listed as medical doctor errors. They mention here, I just wanted to highlight this for everybody, like why is this not publicized in the media? 
Why, why does not CNN, Fox News, why are they not covering this story since 2016? John Hoskins' team says that the CDC's ways of collecting national health statistics, it fails to even have a classification of medical errors separately on a death certificate. It's not even a category to list for all right. cause mortality in America. And the CDC is responsible every year for creating what's called the Morbidity and Mortality Report. It's why everyone in America died last year. Mm-hmm. But they do not have a place to list medical error as a cause of death. Isn't that amazing? So isn't it kind of just presumptuous to say it's the third leading cause? Could it not be the it second is, or the first even? It is the third leading cause of death in this. They actually mentioned in the study from John Hopkins. It isn't chiropractors. It's medical <laughs> errors, not chiropractors. Medical MDs. doctors are killing people. Third leading cause of death in America. For John Hopkins. And you know they're not categorizing uh, deliberate things. These are just accidents, like somebody got the wrong medication that they're allergic to and blew out their kidneys like that one person in the MRI. Not like the, uh, you know, they prescribed you chemotherapy. That wouldn't be considered an error because that's what they do. It wouldn't be making you get a vaccine that ends up giving you you know, troubles that we pass away because that would be considered something that is accepted as a procedure. So all those added together, I'm sure you're looking at the first cause, the first leading cause. They actually say that medical doctor errors could possibly be the cause of number one cause of death, cancer, because so many drug therapies that medical doctors prescribe have a risk factor for developing cancer and immunosuppression. So they also say medical errors could actually constitute the majority of all cancer deaths. And for sure, these could be the number one cause for all heart disease also in this country. For example, cholesterol drugs as prescribed actually increase your risk of strokes and heart attacks, period. And that's proven. And that's what that book, The Cholesterol Hoax, is all about. Dr. Sherry Rogers, MD, wrote that book like 20-something years ago to expose the fraud that is cholesterol needs to be lowered in the human body. And that protects you from heart disease. It doesn't. It actually increases it. And if they can convince the majority of society to be worried about cholesterol and get on statin drugs that medical doctors will prescribe you, you will, as UCLA published in 2005, they did a five-year study on Lipitor, a statin drug for cholesterol. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be a 10-year study. They stopped at five years because the 100,000 participants in the study, 50,000 of which were 25,000 men, 25,000 women who got Lipitor, in five years, the Lipitor group alone, not the control group, they got no drugs. They got no drugs, didn't even change their diet. All had high blood pressure or high cholesterol, supposedly. The Lipitor group only had a 300 times increase in heart attacks and strokes in those five years after going on Lipitor. Wow. The female group, 25,000 participants, those 25,000 had an increase in five years, 3,000 times increased of breast cancer diagnosis after starting Lipitor compared to the control group. That's why they stopped the study and took everybody off of Lipitor. So when your cholesterol is low, does that mean that your your hormones themselves um, secrete uncontrollably? Because isn't breast cancer usually related to an excess of estrogen? It absolutely is. So there's a direct link to estrogen dominance in breast cancer, ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, and cervical cancer. That's excess estrogen. There's two things we'll talk about that, right? So lowering cholesterol will impact your ability to make testosterone. The lower your testosterone, the higher your estrogen typically will become. Do you hear that everybody on statin drugs? They're also causing other problems for you in your life. 
Just oh, the majority of men, the majority of men that go on statin drugs, just so you know, God didn't screw up when he made the human body. He made the liver that when you consumed fats, your liver then would create cholesterol and that cholesterol would circulate in your body. And when the cholesterol in your blood got into your thyroid, your thyroid takes the cholesterol and makes thyroid hormones with the cholesterol. That blood circulating in your gut, your gut turns it into serotonin that then gets circulated in your blood and gets to your brain and makes you happy, makes you mm. feel safe. You actually reduce cholesterol. You reduce your body's ability to make hormones, even insulin, which is a hormone. It reduces testosterone, which is your sex drive hormone and your erectile functioning hormone. So Overall health too, just just to feel hormone. another feel good hormone for sure. Yeah. So yeah, they call testosterone the motivation goal setting hormone. Like it actually makes someone more goal oriented and self motivated. Testosterone in general, you lower cholesterol, you will lower the amount of testosterone. You will develop erectile dysfunction. You will become depressed, and then you're going to go to your doctor, and they're going to go. Uh, you appear to be depressed and appear to have low libido. Uh, you need to go on Viagra and a Prozac or a serotonin uptake re uh, reuptake inhibitor. And here's some TRT. Yeah, here's some TRT. <laughs> so just want you to know that they're actually solving a problem created by the drug they prescribed you originally that you never should have gone on. So the lower your cholesterol goes, the higher the amounts of heart attacks and strokes. But man, as heart disease still remains at the top of the list as one of the major causes of death in America, they can continue to sell you any narrative to get you to buy their drugs, take their drugs, because you will remain, if you're on a low cholesterol diet or low cholesterol drug, uh, you will have hormone imbalance that will lead to complications in the health field later, like cancer, cancers, cancers. And then you're going to sell you chemotherapy and radiation as a result. It's a great racketing scheme. Then I just want to mention this too. There's a second thing though. Not only does lowering cholesterol affect hormones, zinc deficiency specifically causes estrogen dominance. Oh, and what have these shots been doing? Why yep. do we need more zinc? The, yep. They, these actual shots and venoms actually have what's called zinc metalloproteinases. It shreds and destroys zinc in your cells. COVID supposedly was doing the same thing and everybody needed to supplement zinc to protect their lives. And this is why. Zinc also deficiency over time. If you just don't supplement zinc, don't get enough zinc, your prostate will swell if you're a man. You do you have a copper supplement in your, in your lineup? Because I know copper also helps with uh, the nerves and things like that. And it also... Um... Is it the expansion, the elasticity or something like that of your blood vessels, right? Like it all keeps it from expanding? Vessels, yeah, all your blood vessels require copper to keep the, the blood vessel taut, the muscles taut. As you lose uh, copper, the blood vessels start to expand and you'll get and develop what's called an aneurysm. And the, the threat is the aneurysm could rupture open and you could bleed or hemorrhage to death. Like and John Ritter. Remember John Ritter, the comedian? Yep. This is what happened to him. Big artery coming off his heart, exploded. He was dead in less than a few That's minutes. That's what happened to my grandmother. And uh, they decided to wait over the weekend because they didn't want to bother her doctor. So she had already coagulated inside on all of her passages. So by the time he got there, it was too late. He, he, he was mad that they didn't call. And uh, that was that, 2006. Love you, Graham. Love anyway, um, so the... Uh, so what are some th certain things that can actually pull copper out of you? Like, uh, I know calcium, it's kind of finicky, like selenium helps. I know there's like a combination that helps keep things where they belong. So I know calcium can dump into your bloodstream and then you get, you know, all kinds of issues with that. So what, what would you th say would be a good uh, combination of things to keep everything where it belongs in, in the proper amounts? 
Yeah, great question. So vitamin D helps you maintain normal levels of copper, zinc, and copper together help to maintain normal zinc and copper levels, which improves and balances your hormones. For every 20 milligrams of zinc that someone supplements, there's a general recommendation for one milligram of copper for every 20 milligrams of zinc. Now, I will speak to this. You'll hear this mentioned in research studies, quoted by supplement companies. Uh, I'm not sure I actually buy all of that, but it is something I'm okay repeating to people. You do not need as much copper as you need zinc. It's a very small amount that all of us need. We also need very small amounts of selenium. Uh, 200 mm -hmm. micrograms a day is really the most I would ever recommend. Maybe if someone was immunocompromised or had leukemia, I'd put them on 200 micrograms of selenium a day to help their bone marrow make white blood cells they're deficient in. But it's a very, very tiny amount that the human body needs in a lot of these things. So copper is maintained by zinc load, vitamin D load, and restricting refined sugar. Oh, sugar. Oh, man, that's a tough one for a lot of people. It sugar. makes you feel like you're withdrawing from a drug when you don't do sugar. If, you, if you're used to having it in your diet, I can yeah, tell because I can tell you that because for like a whole year, I was keto. And the first three months, I felt like I had no energy and it was awful, but I got super thin, super fast. And I was, you know, still doing the elliptical like I did every day, but I wouldn't jump off and eat an ice cream cone as my reward every time after that. And it was just so much difference, like how quickly I shed off the extra weight. It was, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. So sugar is extremely addictive. We can't live without some amount of sugar, which is why it's in fruits and carbohydrates are in vegetables. Carbs are sugars. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, there's natural forms of sugars that are actually beneficial to us and we need it for energy. Our body needs sugar to be fueled and to have energy. And I was told that your body can actually use the fats that you're eating to actually create glucose if it needs it, when it needs it for certain functions too. So you don't actually need to consume the actual sugar straight up. Uh, fructose sure. might be better because it's coming from a, a different source, but definitely not refined sugars for sure, ever. Yeah, so sugar, just you know, there's two aspects of refined sugar, pastries, Pop-Tarts, donuts, cereals, ice cream, you name it. If you're consuming this stuff every day, just, you know, it's already proven refined sugars, when you eat them, within one hour, it depletes your immune system's ability to create white blood cells to make antibodies to fight infections. It, it suppresses your immune system more effectively than prednisone or corticosteroids do. So that's the crash. That's your sugar energy crash right there, right? Because you're just it's depleted of everything. Exactly right. So it shuts down your body's ability to fight infections. Sugar does it. Sugar's also more addictive. Scientists figured out it's more addictive than cocaine. <laughs> you wanna well, I want to test that. I want to have both side by side, and I want to give you my results after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, this is what they did. They actually took, they actually took mice, and they took water in their tanks or in their little aquariums, whatever, had the mice drink their water. And then they added sugar to the water and they would drink the water and drink the water. And then they took the sugar water out and put water that they mixed cocaine with and let the animals drink co the cocaine water. And then after about a week, they then put in two, two uh, little containers of water and they had an option, a bowl of regular tap water or whatever water, regular water, and then cocaine laced water. None of the mice, as they would go and smell and taste the regular water, no mouse ate, ate, drank any of the regular water at all. They only drank the cocaine water. They <laughs> go sip it and then go over to the cocaine water and only drank the cocaine water. <laughs> After a week, the scientists went like this. Okay, so we know that they're addicted to the cocaine water. 
more so than regular water. So let's take this out, the regular water, and put in a bowl of water that just has sugar in it. And let's see what they prefer. Uh, not a single mouse ever again drank the cocaine water. They were more addicted to the sugar than they were the cocaine. Isn't that amazing? That is, that is how addictive sugar is. And uh, it is extremely, extremely addictive. Very hard to get off of. It really should be perceived as a drug. Anybody that was on uh, not diet sodas, but were on corn syrup, ridden, Dr. Oh, yeah. Pepper, Coca-Cola, oh, Pepsi, whatever. Yeah, I always, sodas are awful. I always slowly titrated them off of those drinks. I would go like this. How many diet, how many diet or Dr. Pepper or Cokes do you drink a day? And they would tell me. Then I'd say, how many in a week? And then we'd divide that by seven days, that total. And then I'd tell them to hit a goal of half of that amount every day for a week. If you can cut it down a half after one week, do it again. If not, stay on it for two weeks at that dose and then try to cut that level in half. It is very much a withdrawal technique, not unlike coming off of a narcotic. Seriously. Yeah, it's very, very it, really, it really is. You really feel like you're, you're, never st- you're never satiated when you're trying to eat food too. Like you need to eat a whole carton of eggs and you still feel like you need something because you don't have that sugar. Exactly I can tell right. you by, by, from, exa- from, from experience. Quite, quite a powerful drug. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, it is very much a drug. All right. So do you want me to, uh, also sugar creates pain and inflammation reduces. Yeah. Pain. That's the other big deal that and uh, polyunsaturated fatty acids, right? That's like a huge inf- inflammation. So the whole omega six thing, do, I had to ask you this, is this, is omega six a myth? Because I'm sure I'm told it's very inflammatory and that omega three is the one you want, not a six. So when they say oh, it's rich in omega-6, like grapeseed oil, which is a horribly processed hexane, all kinds of garbage, not a, they, and they try to sell it as a, as, a, as a health product. It's the garbage from the, from the wine industry that they decided to recycle and hand you, just like casein and whey proteins. It's all garbage from cheese and yogurt production. That's very, very true. You're absolutely right. Yes, yeah, so omega-3s are the anti-inflammatory uh, form of fats, which you could be consuming primarily. And even during COVID, I never actually talked about any other fats that people should supplement to try to restore the neurological side effects of COVID-19, such as loss of taste and smell, tinnitus, uh, ringing in the ears. That's amazing that that has to do with the, yeah, like tinnitus, you would think it had to do with like trauma or some kind of like really loud noise, but it's not. It's something more nutrition based. Exactly right. Did you want to uh, have me me take people through the website? Can I show that? Yeah, please do that. Go ahead. All right, so let's do this. I'm going to share with you my website. This is very cool. I think people should see this stuff that I work on every day. <laughs> you should at least know what I'm up to and where you can get information, right? Yeah, and I like the fact that you put documents up there for people too. That's, oh, that's yeah. another great thing that we're, you do. We're going to show those for sure. All right, can you see it? Yep. All right, so this is the DrArtistShow.com, D-D-R-A-R-D-I-S.com. You can see it up there. Uh, now I'm going to show you a couple of things. If you just click the Resources tab right here, see the Resources tab? Click the tab word resources and it brings up these documents now the find and forms and documents you click here and this opens up these first four are uh, a medical and religious exemption form for vaccinations a vaccination notice of liability form this is if an employer says you have to get the shot in order to continue working here you're going to click this form open it going to come up here in a pdf format you just download it fill it out and this is all the laws they're breaking federal laws they're breaking by demanding you get an experimental shot 
and then you sign it, notarize it, and give it to them. This is legal binding document, just so you know. Does, is there is there a way to utilize something like that for like a public school if your child is in... absolutely okay? Yes, this is for schools and employers. Sorry about okay, that. Okay, great, great. Then there's what's called this medical directive to physician form. I'll just show the audiences what this looks like. These are some of the things I've been pumping out to people around the world. Oh my goodness, this thing has gone around the world. This document right here. So let's just show you this document. All right. So what are we consenting to here? Everybody should have this form downloaded at home, printed, and then you want to fill this out and you want to sign it. Then you want to take it to your bank and get it notarized for free. Then it makes it a legal binding document and then always keep it at home. So we had an attorney, Kelly Sorrell, who created this for us and let us share it with the world. So you fill it out, you write in your name. And then these five things here are things you do or do not consent to. For example, the first one, if I'm diagnosed with COVID-19 or a variant or afflicted with an ailment derived thereof, either determined through your testing or I'm determined to be presumptively positive as defined by my symptoms, I intentionally and specifically reject the use of remdesivir or the use of a ventilator as a treatment option or any other treatment method that's being utilized that is resulting in a high injury or death rate. That's an example. Then look at number four. I do not consent to receiving any vaccine for COVID-19 while being admitted to any medical or psychiatric facility. So you initial these, whichever are true for you, go through those, these are just examples. You sign it here and date it, but I would wait till you go to your notary so that you sign it in front of them and date it. This is the area for your notary to sign and stamp, notary mm -hmm. public, sign it, date it, you're good to go. All right. So an oath of affirmation on top of that would help too, just to make sure that you say that you affirm that these are your things. And it's, it's an easy thing to form to find an oath of affirmation. Absolutely. Very good. And then a medical power of attorney form here. This is where you can download a free, these are all free forms, a medical power of attorney form. Then we've got remdesivir research and documents, COVID approved treatments. We got all kinds of stuff. Pfizer so when documents, it, trial documents. We got all kinds of stuff. When you were talking about in that in that previous document, uh, the number four, where it says you uh, do not consent to getting the vaccine, a lot of the people that were putting being put under the medically induced comas were being intravenously given the shot without their knowledge. Am I correct about that? Yeah, the reason why we had this included on this document, very good question. Uh, they actually made it a rule at the check-in desk. Uh, you actually would, uh, they would have you sign your intake form at the hospital. Every hospital in America had this. And on the back of the form where you signed and initialed finally the two pages of this document in the middle of the text of the second part page of the intake form at hospitals, it actually stated by signing this intake form, you consent, you give this hospital the consent to give you the COVID-19 vaccine without your oh my verbal God. consent. That's what, what it is. Sneaky tactic. Exactly right. So people who are in a rush to get their loved one admitted, they're just going to like turn the intake form over and sign it. Well, we wanted to make sure you took this in there and you actually handed this to them before you filled out the intake form and have it on record that you do not consent. Even if, and it's very specific, even if they referred you to a psychiatric facility, you're making note that you don't consent under any circumstances that you want to be given these injections. And I have had medical doctors whose parents were in a hospital for some other reason or there for a surgery that was scheduled, came out and on their outtake form, it had medications that were used in the procedure that included the COVID-19 vaccine. Good and God. they never knew that they got it. They were under anesthesia for their surgery. Mm -hmm. 
and the the doctor administered the COVID nineteen shots. Oh my God! So not even not even related to COVID. They were in there for some other surgery, some other procedure, and they got the shot while they were under. That is some sneaky, devilish stuff right there. Dr. Ben Marble, who started MyFreeDoctor.com and is a Nobel Peace Prize nominated medical doctor, his mother went in for a knee knee replacement surgery on the outtake form. It said of the medications being prescribed and used during the treatment. You know, you have to leave and get some pain pills filled for a prescription after you get a surgery. They had pain pills listed as a prescription, but but at the top it said uh, anesthesia, during the procedure and COVID-19 vaccine. And uh, no one consented to having that given, but it was listed as already administered as a part of their medical procedure. So if they got you there, they're gonna poke you as long as you uh, aren't protecting yourselves. That's exactly right. So let's go do a couple other things here. You still seeing the screen? Yes, sir. If you go to the shop button, just for kicks, I decided to do this. We go to the shop button and you go to shop all and go to 10 for 10. Might as well show you what this means. I just made this up on the fly on a stage one day and I loved it. All right. So this is 10 for 10. It's 10 minutes of healing for 10 bucks. <laughs> and it's like me. It. It's me with a healthcare professional, medical professional of some sort in their field. And we actually do a 10 minute video explaining your condition. And then there's a PDF that comes when you pay the 10 bucks, you download the PDF. It has hyperlinked in it. Every single supplement, dietary recommendation, resource online you need to go to to actually beat a condition. So here's one to the left. This is chronic ear infections with Michelle Routon. She's got a she's a pediatrician and nurse practitioner here in uh, Dallas, Texas. She she knows and has a way to cure chronic ear infections in newborns and children. This is a chronic ear infections, 10 for 10. When you purchase this, you get the video. It just shows up right on the screen. You get the video and the PDF. You can save it, use it, share it, do whatever you want. But that's double ear infections. If you go to the other ones, we've got chronic ear infections. We also have how to stop colic naturally in infants and newborns. I just thought that was fun because a lot of people deal with that. Dr. Thomas E. Levy and I here, we did how to beat hypertension all naturally. Dr. Thomas E. Levy is a 40-year board-certified cardiologist. And then we have him helping us reverse chronic COVID or what they call long haulers, COVID symptoms. This is why myocarditis. I, look at that. This is why I started all of these. When I found out that within seven days, a major percentage of teenagers getting the COVID nineteen vaccines were developing myocarditis within seven days, there was no way. I have at the time four teenagers. There was no way on the planet I was going to let them get away with causing permanent scarring of the heart called myocarditis that has a fatality rate of fifty percent in five years. There was no way I was going to allow that to happen without us having some ability or way to express to people how you can actually cure it. So Dr. Thomas E. Levy and I put together a list of supplements, dietary recommendations, resources online. We actually hyperlink them all. How to reverse, give your body the best chance to repair the damage caused by these gene therapy injections. This is a phenomenal resource in here. They they love that five-year thing, don't they? Because I know with with cancers, they consider – it's a success if you live five years after your treatment start from the time of diagnosis. So if you live five years in one day, that can they consider that successful. And yeah, I learned right. that from Dr. Peter Glidden. Yeah, that, I love Peter Glidden, man. He's awesome. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Let's show you this is parasite test under shop all. This is what's called the full G, GI panel and bacterial swab. If you deal with any autoimmune diseases, gastrointestinal issues, stomach issues of any kind, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, celiacs, you name it, IBS, 
doesn't matter. This is the one kit you want. When you click this tab right here, it takes you to the website directly to this uh, parasite testing kit. They test for every known parasite or category of parasite, bacteria, and fungi that can be causing your symptoms that are all pathogenic. Hmm. And then you've got, once you get those results anyway, you can go over here to the shop button, shop all, and go over here to the parasite treatments. This is a parasite uh, treatment kit that helps you kill off and remove all parasites in the body or bacteria that's pathogenic. Nice. So this is what's called Freedom Cleanse Restore. That's to treat whatever comes back in that report if you happen to have it. And you use this with your own family, and you have been since forever, right? I guess you said the last 20 years or so. Yep, for at least 20 years we've been using these test kits with our patients, with my wife, with my kids, you name it. So you do it annually, and then as needed if uh, something comes up and symptomatically, right? Yes, so we actually do a parasite test and a parasite cleanse every six months as a family. Every six months, okay. Once a year is really good too, but every six months, I like that even more so. Remember, once a parasite gets in your body and lays eggs, it takes some time for them to de- mature, develop, and then eat on your organs and cause symptoms. So, okay. All <laughs> so right. So, it's, the onion. it's very true. So, Sucking up your your uh, nutrients that you are putting in there. And then there's an absorption rate issue too with a lot of supplements too. You got to be cognizant of that. That is very, very true. So probiotics, whole food diets are actually beneficial for providing flora to help you digest foods and absorb minerals from food right. and from supplements. So this is the vitamin section of our website. I'll just run through these real quick. Here's an apple pectin powder. Apple pectin powder helps the liver make glutathione. It also helps to bind to and remove toxic poisons like venoms, actually. Helps protect against lectins. That's what apple pectin powder does. And radiation, right? And radiation. Yeah, it's actually... You're standing in front of your computer all the time. If you have a desk job, if you're working as an IT person, you might want to think about that because you're, uh, you're sucking up a lot of stuff from your screen and from the machinery around you. Exactly right. The anti-V collection is actually a group of four supplements that I already had that uh, actually work in combination and independently, each of these four supplements, at denaturing and inhibiting snake venom in the body. That's why it's called anti-V collection. So you can buy those all at once for a discount. But uh, those four, specifically in research studies supporting how they actually uh, compete for receptor sites in the body and don't allow venom to attach to cause symptoms or disease. My all-natural clear skin moisturizer cream, daily cream to help com- to improve the skin, reverse acne, and then our treatment, our actual clear skin cleanser. Uh, this is an all-natural soap cleanser to help beat anything related to any skin conditions, rosacea, eczema, hives, you name it. These are all natural, no medications, no chemicals, no drugs and those things. So, Can I ask you if there's anything uh, as far as the skin treatment thing? Because a lot of times that's that's hormonal secretion too. So does that help to balance what's being secreted by utilizing those products? It sure does. In fact, this supplement right here is the number one thing. This supplement has a group of minerals, vitamins like zinc we mentioned here, methane, which is from cruciferous vegetables that help to balance hormones internally to clear the skin of eczema, hives, psoriasis, cradle cap, acne, you name it. This I would expect is- nothing less of a chiropractor than to go to the root cause and fix things that are causing the yeah. issue and not just put, put a Band-Aid on the surface. Good job. Like this, this supplement right here is the number was the first product I spent a year, one month each month for a year developing a new formula giving it to patients and seeing what combination of research-backed products worked the most and the best to clear the skin of any issues so 
that that was the flagship product from the beginning. And then I looked at uh, what about natural skin cleansers or creams or soaps and moisturizers. And for example, when I looked at proactive, this is kind of disgusting, but proactive, which is used mm-hmm. for acne, number yeah. one acne selling product online for every single day, a teenager or adult is on proactive. There are in proactive. They recommend you use the products twice a day. You, if you use them twice a day as they recommend proactive in their system, you are putting on your skin 42 different doses a day of chemicals that get absorbed in the skin that are published to cause cancer, Jeez. hormone disruption. They're called hormone disruptors or endocrine disruptors, which can lead to infertility, cancers, uh, all kinds of problems. And, uh, PCOS, you name it, all kinds of menstrual stuff. There's 42 different. I did the math. If you actually took it every day for three months, the proactive regimen for three months, that's over 2,680 doses of carcinogenic chemicals you are putting on your skin. And we are seeing thyroid cancers skyrocketing in 18 to 24 year old men and women in this country. I would not be surprised if it's the combination of acne treatment for teenagers, which just recognize teenagers are going through hormonal changes. There's a hormone impact causing acne. That's typically a zinc deficiency with estrogen dominance. As estrogen goes, so does the skin. And if you can put minerals and vitamins back in the skin, like with our clear skin complex, you see within two weeks, people's rosacea and acne all disappeared. Flipping phenomenal. Just treat it from the inside. Pretty phenomenal. Oh my God. So these are just examples of what what I do all day long and uh, try to educate people. Uh, we've got uh, N-acetylcysteine. Everyone should be on that right now during mm-hmm. any form of the pandemic whatsoever. NAC helps protect against blood clotting, cardio flow to help reverse the inflammation of the heart with any condition. Quercetin, we know about quercetin. That's the actual chemical used to create uh, chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. And is that the one that's found in the skins of like uh, citrus fruits or something like that or some types of fruits? Exactly right. So your dark, rich, colored uh rinds of fruits have quercetin in it yep that's exactly where you get it i just want people to understand that these are natural things and not like a pharmaceutical thing that's going to be you know have its own list of side effects to go along with it oh no no i'm very picky about what i create what i formulate so very good point this is vitamin d3 i did not this is not vitamin d from the sun i did not bottle up the sun but if you want a form of vitamin d you can use there's vitamin d3 lanolin probably right Yep, exactly right. And yep. it's selenium here, magnesium here. If anybody on the planet is not supplementing magnesium, you're doing your body a disservice. Almost every disease a human being has is a result of a magnesium deficiency. Everyone should be supplementing magnesium the rest of their life. The second most common mineral deficiency is zinc. You see that here? And what was your ratio for uh, kilogram weight versus uh, how much magnesium per, uh, per milligram you should be taking today? So magnesium... I always recommend a minimum of 500 milligrams for everybody. If you want to get really specific, there is a formula. It's 10.6 milligrams for every kilogram of body weight. So you take your weight in pounds. I'm 200 pounds. Take that 200 pounds, divide that by a kilogram, which is 2.2 pounds. Whatever that number is, multiply that by 10.6 milligrams. That tells you exactly every day how many milligrams of magnesium you should be taking every day for the rest of your life. In my case, you take 200 pounds divided by 2.2 pounds, which is a kilogram. You get a number. I multiply that times 10.6, and I get 963 milligrams of magnesium. Now, 
I don't take 963. I take a thousand because it's close enough. And right. so I take 1000 everyday magnesium and I will for life. Uh, and that's exactly what I say. Zinc, for example, zinc is right here. I always recommend a minimum of 100 milligrams of zinc a day. Split it up 50 milligrams in the morning, 50 in the evening. If those of you would like to consider, I do not have a solely copper supplement on here. It's very interesting. You will hear debating concerns, right? Or different narratives on different topics. Thomas E. Levy, the cardiologist you saw on my 10 for 10s, mm -hmm. he actually says that copper should never be supplemented by anybody. Well, really? I, I actually don't believe that. I think you should supplement copper. In fact, I have a children's multivitamin tablet coming out in the next two weeks. It's called Doc's Healthy Kids. It's mm -hmm. delicious and all natural. And I do have a small amount of copper in there because copper helps prevent against strokes. I, hey. I think his concern is there might be too much copper being used and maybe it's causing neurological symptoms for a lot of Alzheimer's. Maybe you and Dr. Talbron can do like a cross-pollination with this copperine. Oh, just you know? so you know, uh, Dr. Talbron and I, for your audiences, might as well just tell you, um, in the next two weeks, we're actually going to fly to a location and film a, I do one hour, he's going to do an hour, and then we're going to do a Q&A together with a small group of like seven people. And this is solely going to be how to combat and heal the body from the weaponized venom in the COVID-19 shots. It is what we are doing, and then we are pushing it out to the world, and we have affiliates everywhere that are going to help us pump that out. Because If you need an eighth guinea pig, you just fly me out. I'll be there. <laughs> we're actually going to do that in person uh, in the next couple of weeks, which is going to be phenomenal. I cannot wait. Yeah, he's uh, he, he and I got along really famously. He was, he's got a great personality. He does. He's very bright. He's very, very bright. So... Let me run through these last four, then we'll be done with this. I'll get off the screen. Artist Labs Breathe Free. This has actually helped with lung problems like asthma, uh, chronic upper respiratory infections, or chronic yearly pneumonia. You would want to take that during those winter months or cold months. Uh, or if you deal with asthma, you're going to want to be on that for a while, maybe six months. Artist Labs Thyroid Complete. It's a bunch of minerals, herbs to help address the thyroid. If you are deficient or have hypothyroidism, that may be for you. Uh, Artist Labs Taurine. Taurine is actually an amino acid that glyphosate yes. targets and destroys. Uh, you need to supplement taurine to try to protect against the poisonous and detrimental neurological and cardiovascular toxic effects of glyphosate weed killer called Roundup. Mm -hmm. And then you've got kelp here. Kelp is a great source of iodine. It's a kelp's in the ocean and the sea. And I have an iodine version for uh, immune support, thyroid support, you name it. And then the last three are the immune C. This is vitamin C in a capsule, my prostate pro. Just so y'all know, I created this four years ago because when I turned 40, it's actually five years ago, I created this formula to reverse my own urine dribbling and waking up at night to pee. I had mm -hmm. this formulated for me and I've taken it every day for the last five years. Within two months, I ne I've never woken up again during the night to pee. I never have any dribbling anymore. It took care of all of it. So that's what oh, that's that is. interesting. Reversed all that. And then this is my Doc's Viral Defense. I released this. Uh, this is actually our number one selling product right now. Yeah, I saw that uh, you, got, you promoted that on the last of the video too. I was interested in that. Yeah, so, yeah, I threw it up there when I did that interview. So this is Doc's Viral Defense. It has five ingredients in it only. It is, as you'll see on here, it is woo, zinc, which we talked about, selenium, N-acetylcysteine, quercetin, and betaine anhydrous. Now, most people don't know about betaine anhydrous, and this is what makes this product unique. Betaine anhydrous actually binds oxygen to your red blood cells 20% longer, and viruses mm. cannot live in the presence of oxygen. 
So if you want to saturate the blood with anything to help the die off of a virus or remove from your body, make sure you're highly oxygenated. If you don't have a hyperbaric oxygen chamber in your home, <laughs> you might want to consider supplementing betaine and hydrous or get this product, Doc's uh, Viral Defense, and make sure you're taking that every day. I actually, eventually, once this COVID narrative is all over with and the pandemic's over, this will be a product that I would actually only recommend from October until February of every year because that's the cold and winter months, right? Okay. So that's, that's what that's for. But right now, everybody should be on this thing every day like I am, every day, and my kids too. Dr. Harris, can I make a quick suggestion? Uh, like- you know, maybe just, I don't want to say a suggestion because who the heck am I, but w- it would be really You're neat Daniel. if you, Daniel yeah. Christos, that's who you are. Yeah, okay. I, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> if you had maybe another like 10 for 10 to come up with, how about like, like a, uh, a nutritional guideline so that uh, the hardened money that people are putting into their, their supplements isn't being stripped away by their bad diet so that they're getting the maximum impact for what they're actually putting into themselves. You know what I mean? Cause there's a lot of things that can get messed up by the way you eat. You're absolutely right. And I love that idea, actually. I think it's brilliant. In fact, you don't know this, but I have five of them now up on my site. I am so busy with all my interviews and all my presentations all over the place. I don't know how you do it. Goodness. But just so you know, I've actually filmed, we've actually prepared 13 of these already. So uh, I've got five with Sherry Timpany. I filmed these. Daniel, is that long it's been? With Sherry Hmm. Timpany. She was here in Dallas and we filmed at my studio did a fundraiser that night for Tenpenny Alliance. We had, uh, we filmed five 10 for 10s. They're already ready. And I still haven't been able to pump those up or put a product page up on my website. By the end of next month, we expect by the end of this month, sorry, by the end of next week, we're releasing the first one. But we have five that we're going to reverse with her. We've got two more with the pediatrician I showed you on my other 10 for 10s. And there's one more I've already got booked to do with uh, Thomas E. Levy which is how to reverse the hardening of arteries called arterial. That's going to be one that we do next. So that'll be fun. But uh, anyway, so we're trying to pump these out and get them out as fast as possible. There are so many things I I try to protect my audiences by not overwhelming them with emails. So I try to do like one or two emails a week only. But if I have on top of like right now, Dr. Furman, medical doctor, who's a seven time New York bestselling author on how to live disease-free through diet, nutrition. Nice. I actually sent that out last week. It's a documentary, like a seven or eight day or nine day episode, free documentary for people to watch. And uh, his team reached out to me and said, would you get this to your audiences? And when I watched the first two of their episodes, I was like, holy crap, everybody needs to watch this stuff. So uh, yes, so I pushed that to my audiences and I try not to overwhelm them, but we're going to be having a magnesium product page update, research studies. We're going to be having a special offer on magnesium here this week. And on that email, I'm going to actually include, I was hoping, Sherry Tempany's next one we're coming out with, 10 for 10, that may come out separately next week. How funny, 10 penny, 10 for 10, you got to love it. <laughs> 10 penny, 10 for 10, yep, pretty funny, yep. Anyway, she's very excited. She's asking every month, is it up yet? Are we doing it yet? No, we're doing it, don't worry. But this was a, a way to, in my mind, to try to have information for people they could use in the future post-COVID nice. to keep their health as, as well as possible. And we will do educating on nutrition and awesome. food and dietary intake whether or not i make that a 10 for 10 we'll see or if we right. just film a documentary and do that and then push it out and have affiliates help us share that with everybody yeah dr peter Glennon should be part of that for sure and so should uh if you can get in touch with a mutual person between peter Glennon and uh you know that same philosophy would be dr joel wallach 
he's the one that's the longevity guy and all that stuff. He's been around forever. Thirty years dead at least. Doctors don't lie, guy. Yeah. Yes, dead that's right. Dead lie. doctors don't lie, and he's got a he's got a great energetic personality too, and he knows his stuff. So, in he, fact, Joe Wolak, I've read multiple of his books uh, yeah. over the last twenty years, but Joe Wolak, when uh, Thomas E. Levy, for example, who I love, respect, and admire, when when he says out loud, "No one should ever supplement copper," well, in Joe Wolak's books, it's <laughs> phenomenal from his veterinarian perspective that if farmers farmers who ranch animals that we get hair from like wool of sheep alpacas uh, when we shave them do you know that ranchers and farmers who sell the hair of animals to us or fur as you want to call it (laughs) do you know that if they lose the pigment of their hair for example a sheep who has white wool if their wool turns gray that means they lost their white pigment do you know there's only one thing that the ranchers do to restore the hair color back to the animal, back to normal? It's copper. Right. They call the feed company and they go, we need you to add copper to our supplement. And when they start eating the copper, the white coloring of their hair comes back. It's phenomenal. And so does alpacas, everything. You can go look up any goat farmer, rancher, you name it, it doesn't matter. If they sell the fur or the hair of an animal and the hair color pigment is lost picture every man and woman whose hair is turning gray and white that is a tall tale sign to all ranchers of animals that are mammals just like you right and when you lose your hair color you are copper deficient that's that's like the number one sign and uh, so anyway i have a hard time and what they do is they supplement copper and then the animal's hair color comes back and i'm like that's phenomenal well that's just one thing i've learned Uh, and you can apply to mammals for example, when they gave the SARS-CoV-1 vaccines, 2005 to animals, and they all died <laughs> from the mRNA injections, uh, that right. should have been a tall tale sign not to give it to humans. They right. killed the the baby, the baby mammals. Now let's give it to the bigger animals, and they died too. So anyway, there there's a lot you can learn from. Uh, I think from all over, and be your own judge, do your own research. Uh, I did a presentation at Dallas Baptist uh, this last week. They asked me to come in and do a presentation, and I said, "Sure, I'll do it." What do you want it to be titled? They said, "How to navigate." the post-pandemic era. Mm. And I said, mm. I said, great. I love this, it. this is going to be a great title. I said, I haven't even done this presentation yet, but this is how you're going to navigate your healthcare post-pandemic. Ready? And it's okay to say that now because Dr. Biden said it was okay, that it's actually after the pandemic now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we're post-pandemic now. So this is what I said. I said, everyone in this room, remember this. From here on out, if a medical doctor opens their mouth, you are going to assume they're lying to you. Sorry, I couldn't help oh, keep myself it. from laughing. The moment <laughs> their mouth starts moving, you assume they're lying to you. And then I said, not that they are lying to you. You are first going to assume they're lying to you. And then you're going to go home. You're going to go, thank you for your recommendation or suggestion. I'm now going to go home and do my own research. And then you're going to go home and do your own research. Maybe go to my podcast or go online and look at whatever you want. And then you are going to get on your knees and pray to God and ask him, your creator, is this cholesterol drug that my doctor says I need to take? Is it right for me? I'm looking at conflicting information online that cholesterol can improve cardiovascular health if you take a drug. And then cholesterol, if you leave it alone, actually improves it better than lowering cholesterol. What is it? And then go pray to God. And if you believe that God is all-knowing and all-powerful and that you are his child, his offspring, maybe you should ask him a question and see if he'll answer you. And then trust your gut, your intuition, your spirit, that you can receive an answer. 
That's exactly what I do. From now on, ever a medical doctor opens their mouth, this is what I do. I always assume they're lying. And then I go do my own research to find out are they lying or not. And then I pray about it. And that's exactly how I navigate all waters from here on out. When they tell you, there's lots of senior citizens there. I was like, the next time they tell you, you need to get a flu shot. You need to say, thank you. Remember, I said, assume they're lying to you. Then go home and do your own research on the flu shot. In fact, you'll probably learn from two neurologists who wrote a book called Excitotoxins that flu shots are the number one thing linked to Alzheimer's development and early onset dementia. Flu shots. Five years of flu shots in consecutive years is the number one correlated medical history for all. Most common thing that they all they all shared, right? That's what mm -hmm. they did. Yep. So just assume they're lying, then go home and ask. You know, do your own research and then pray about it and ask God and then, and then make your decisions from there. And if you're looking at Alzheimer's, you're probably assuming that there's either heavy metal to toxins in that shot that are getting dumped in you or it's depleting something that, you know, maybe it's kind of like a statin in a sense where it's causing that kind of dementia because of the way it's acting in your brain and maybe even destroying your myelin or whatever. Who knows? Who knows what the issue would be? Yeah, for sure. There's going to be a correlation to aluminum in the shots, aluminum in the foods we eat. Aluminum in the air with these chemtrails where they're dropping mm -hmm. aluminum oxide in the air and it's just falling down into our water tables and onto our plants and into our air. We're breathing into our lungs. Aluminum is a neurotoxin. A lot of people think that because it's nano that it stays suspended. I'm like, that doesn't happen. That's not how that thing works. That's, come on, stop yeah. talking like that. Yeah. yeah, stop making up stuff. <laughs> when things bond, they get heavier and they fall. That's just all there is to it. It's like, exactly. of course, eventually it's going to be in the dirt. Exactly right. All right, now I just noticed on my uh, calendar popped up. I've got an interview with Laura Lynn and friends in Canada in about two minutes. Okay, sir. Thank you. Um, hopefully, I see you again soon. Oh, you will. It'll be phenomenal. Thank you, buddy. Excellent, sir. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Daniel, you rock, man. See you, buddy. Bye. That was awesome. That was totally worth the wait. I just said end broadcast, but not yet. That was phenomenal. Holy cow. Like I said before in the very beginning, it's like Heinz ketchup. If you should, you should know from your lessons from Heinz, the best things come to those who wait. What a great show! This was Daniel, the host who knows stuff, on the Ballbusters broadcast. We will see you again soon, God willing. Have a great day. Bye. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.